So, hello everyone. Uh, this is the It's All Film and Games podcast. Doing a little special edition tonight for you guys. As you can see, our fourth member is just the CNN webpage. It is not Dane Holtz, uh, as, as per usual. Yeah, it's not. It looks a little different tonight. Uh, Dane was, was rude enough to ditch us for a fraternity recruitment event, something that none of us would ever, ever attend. That is just preposterous. Uh, yeah, I will say that when, when he said that, it gave me a little bit of whiplash because, like, I, it, like, I had, like, like, imagine still, like, like being in that mode. Like, I haven't been in that mode in so, in so long of someone being like, you got to go to this recruitment event, you know? Uh, I guess I was that asshole. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of did. But we figured, you know, we usually record here uh, on Thursday nights, but because Dane cannot record with us tonight, we thought at least the three of us would get together, A, because we love each other and wanted to, wanted to see our beautiful faces, but also because we wanted to talk Golden Globes and, you know, the, the big nominations that were just announced. Definitely a lot of interesting takeaways, I think. Uh, it's also worth noting the SAGs were announced today as well. And I think at the BAFTAs, I don't know if the nominations were announced, but they they released like their long lists. So um, we can we can get into all, all of those, at, uh, you know, to some extent. But we're basically going to center around the Golden the Globes. The viewers want to know about talk the BAFTAs. Through. They've been they well, every <laughs> single comment has just been ba- yeah, like, BAFTA this, all BAFTA, 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 BAFTA that. Like, just broke the BAFTA. Yeah. They're like, bro, bro, did you? Well, see the BAFTAs, what they the BAFTAs did on and the, the BAFTAs? SAGs, in some in some way, the BAFTAs and SAGs are more interesting only because they got it more right <laughs> yeah yeah i know no that's like, true because sag is what screen actors guild right so yeah. like it's, yeah it's, so it's more of like people that for lack of a better phrase know no more what they're talking about versus the gold yeah. globes which I although feel i like will say and we'll get into so this much. yeah but, you know we'll get into this um when when a certain category comes up but but jared leto was nominated not just for a golden globe but for a sag as well yeah, and oh i'm starting God. to really get confused because he, uh, I don't know. You guys haven't watched the little things, right? No, but I hear it's best picture material, right, Corey? <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. It is. It's a master. No, yeah, it's it's truly one of the worst things I've ever seen. Like, is, is it really so yeah, bad? In it too? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, even yeah. even Denzel seems like he's like sleepwalking through this movie. Like he just seems so <laughs> disinterested. I, I, I just heard Obviously, it's an Denzel, episode of Criminal Minds in movie form. Yeah, it's that's that's how I felt about it. I mean, Denzel is like obviously he's the kind of actor that will elevate anything he's involved with. But even he, you can tell, is bored out of his mind by this <laughs> fucking movie. It's, How uh, were the little it's, it's things? Like, were they small within the movie, or were they? <laughs> they were kind of big. So, yeah, no, like infinitesimal. Like you could barely even see it. Oh my god! Well, then did Jared? I don't Leto, know. I... Did he see the small things, or is it? Well, I can't tell you that. That's um, that's a huge spoiler. Okay, okay. The yeah. bottom line, what I've been hearing about the movie is that it's Fincher diluted to like such an extent that it's just like. Like yeah, it's, it's so it's like, stale. It's like it's like imagine Fincher, like you know, Fincher's two. He has like two very similar films in Seven and Zodiac, mm-hmm. and imagine those films just like diluted to absolute nothingness, like no style, no. About right. Sounds pretty no good to me. Performances, I'm, I'm, no intrigue. I'm <laughs> like, gonna be honest, you guys are there. just haters. It sounds pretty great. <laughs> but uh, I almost do recommend it just because I would love for you, for you to see. I mean, like I like I said, Denzel is not that great in it even, but. Jared Leto <laughs> and then especially Rami Malek, who I actually I like Rami Malek a lot. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Mr. Robot. Uh, I gotta say his performance, like I, I he he deserves a Razzie nomination for this performance. Ooh, really? <laughs> it, 
it's it's seriously the worst performance I think I. We should talk about the. the we should I we should stream the Razzies when it happens again. I miss the Razzies. I miss the Razzies. Yeah, I miss the Razzies. They're so much fun. I was thinking about that tonight, and, and again, we can we can get we'll get into this as the night goes on. But there's a chance with some of these movies nominated. Maybe I'm being dramatic. Oh, you are. But this could be this could be an historic moment in which movies are nominated for both the major awards like so. Golden Globes but also Razzies. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> these movies are ha- terrible. That has yeah. that did happen before I'm fairly certain. I forget which, I mean I believe it happened. I forget happened. which the movies only, but I'm fairly certain. This isn't the same thing but I do remember that the year Sandra Bullock won Best Actress for The Blind Side. She also won the Razzie. For, it was like all about Steve or something. Yeah, like that. yeah she <laughs> yeah, actually yeah. went to accept that performance. It was pretty yeah, funny. Which I, res- I respect that. Yeah, that's, that's that's how you got to do it if you're going to get nominated for a Razzie. Oh my god, so much fun. Okay, let's get into it. But yeah, we'll get into it. Starting with the TV. We don't really talk TV on this on this show at all, so I think it's it'll be kind of fun to hear not, some of our, our thoughts. It's all TV and games. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's quite literally against the rules to bring it, even bring it up. But we're gonna uh, make an exception tonight, starting with this first category: best performance by an actor in a TV series, musical, or comedy. Uh, I'll say right now, Black Monday. If you guys haven't seen it, really underrated show. I'm a huge, huge fan of it. I love that Don Cheadle got nominated for it. I don't really have any other strong takes outside of that, unless you guys do. I, I mean, I do. You know my love affair for Eugene Levy. I think he is one of the funniest people, one of the funniest actors working right now. Obviously, big fan of all the original movies he made, and I think Shit's Creek is fantastic. Is it a little overrated? Yes, but I still think Eugene Levy is absolutely hilarious, and he and he, and he will win this. Uh, yeah, I he'll mean, win this. It's likely so, because it's a good buy for Shit's Creek. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. yeah. It's it was a good buy. It was such an important show. It really took over after Parks and Rec and The Office ended, mm-hmm. becoming like the number one of that style sitcom-y, comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sitcomy, but also a little more irreverent. Um, yeah. So big fan of Eugene so Levy. I, He'll win this. I, I've seen three out of five of these. I like Shit's Creek. I feel I feel the same as Sam. I think it's a bit overrated, and like it's not necessarily like at least I didn't find it like haha funny. But it's so nice to just watch and be like this like just nice thing to watch and then wind. It's to. a great background um, show. Great background show. Yeah, I could, and I we don't have to spend too much time on Shit's Creek, but I mentioned this earlier. I tried the first few episodes of that show several times. Yeah, and I just couldn't get into it. Which then, like, I, I, I wanted to. It's like, like you guys said, it's like such like a zeitgeist. I wanted to be a part of that and laugh at it. I love Captain mm-hmm. O'Hara. I love Eugene Levy. I just couldn't get into Shit's Creek. But I, I agree yeah, that Terrence Eugene Malick Levy is probably the deserted. I've seen it. Well, now we're talking. <laughs> the, the one show I do. Okay, so I also saw Ted Lasso, which I think is it's good. Yeah, I heard but good things. Yeah, I heard good things as well. Overrated. Haven't watched. Massively it. overrated. Oh, is it really massively okay, overrated? Okay, yeah, because it's getting a lot of hype, and I, I wanted to check it out. But you it guys need seem to like see my... this. I mean, you just have so it's one season, but um, you just need to see it's on what, Apple TV, what I'm right? dealing with here. Yeah, it's on Apple TV, but it's kind of just like, like so. I I'm gonna I can describe the whole show in four seconds, and it's and why people like it. It's Jason Zudeckis playing the nicest, nicest man on earth and being so positive and nice. That's what I've heard. It's just like a very charming show. Yeah. You you can't help but like the show because its main character is so likable. Outside of that, there's nothing to like in this show. It's not even that funny. But is it funny? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I want it to be fun. It goes for, like, humor, but the jokes are just, like, it's just not funny. Like, I mean, 
like there's jokes in there but the jokes are like huh type funny it's not like something i would watch it over and over again um dude if you want funny you guys i'm like like i mentioned it but really i i think it's definitely the least popular of the five shows up there black monday is a very funny show it? it's really really smart and it has like a i would I, I actually wanted to look this up. I don't know if it has any overlap in the writer's room of BoJack Horseman, but I find it's it's um, writing to be very similar. It does a lot of those like um like uh, tongue twister type jokes that oh, BoJack's known so for. Funny. So good. Um, and it breaks out into random musical numbers at times. Like it's very creative, like that. Okay, that sounds uh, good. My yeah, and it's about the stock market. So also, <laughs> I know you 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 sounded probably. Well, I have to mention it just because we're probably not going to talk about the great, but my parents won't shut up about this show they are obsessed. I, I watched they the are great. obsessed with the great and they, they yeah like, i wasn't like, i will say i'm glad nicholas holt i think is one of our most underrated actors to this day i think he deserved the supporting actor nom for the favorite that God, like he's so good he didn't get a lot of buzz so for it but i thought he was so good in yeah. it. um if you kind of just imagine that role on steroids that's kind of what the, he is in the great so he is very good in it i thought the show itself kind of tapers off towards the end but not mad at his nomination the one show well I just need go to, to the shout fifth out movie, yeah. is, and this is the second best show I watched over all quarantine, discounting The Sopranos. So the first best would be Succession, but the fifth is Rami. I don't know if you guys have seen yeah. this show. There's two seasons out. Holy crap. It is hilarious. I think it's yeah, I watched so the first. funny. I watched the first, but I guess this nomination is technically the second season. Yeah. Of, of this group, pretty sure Don Cheadle um, has also won, but I'm, I'm with Sam. I think Eugene Levy. Is probably the favorite yeah, to win it. E- Eugene Levy but will win. Shit's Creek is gonna win. It sounds like win big. Like it's for yeah. uh, everything that's nominated. I expect it mm-hmm. to win big. It is well. It will. Yes. By this and type again, of so in that spirit. Mm-hmm. Right. So that brings yeah. us to our next category, where once again we have Catherine O'Hara nominated for best <sighs> actress in a musical or comedy. We have Elle Fanning again from The Great. Um, I'm sure we all would love to go off about Emily in Paris. It seems they're, <laughs> they're let's go. The Give it to Lily Collins. I want to see Twitter burn. I, just, I, I feel I, like this is our. I feel like this is our first big vent of the night. And for anybody listening, anytime we've talked about Emily in Paris on the podcast, it's end up. Uh, I think it's only been Samir. Samir references it every exorbitant amount. I've cut yeah, it every cut single it every time single because because it turns into a <laughs> twenty minute long discussion about how fucking terrible Emily in Paris is. But to be honest, I, got, because I know nothing about, about this show. I just know that people hate it. It is. Oh, it's God. truly I, and it's very the most pointless show ever made. It's there's just no point. It's so bad. Yeah. It. I mean, it's just it. Every second of it just feels like an insult. Like not like not to like it just feels like an insult to intellect. Just watching it and you, like and this isn't me even being like a pointy headed intellectual. It's just like wow. <laughs> Oh yeah, that is the kind of common sentiment. But it kind of speaks to something that's interesting. Like a lot of people have been talking about, is that, um, you know, it's not. It's if there's almost. It's almost like there's a danger in, in audiences just like mass watching shows that they hate, hate watching or yeah. shows that they don't think. Are, like it's not that you have to only watch the best of the best. That's kind of pretentious to say, you know. But it does seem like Emily in Paris got so popular because it sucked. And it led to a lot of award recognition, which is like kind yeah. of a shame, especially when you think about hilarious. shit. But, I may destroy you. Did you, well, you I, watch I, just, I may no, destroy you? I really, I really yeah, I, I heard that's it. amazing. Seriously, like I've only heard good like, things. I've been struggling a lot to really, like you know, really like sink my teeth into a lot of TV shows. Like even Black Monday, which I said I love, like it's just a fun one to put on in the background. You know, I may destroy you. Blew me away. Like it is 
it is one of the few TV shows in recent memory that I would consider a masterpiece. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's ultimately going to go down as a miniseries. I don't think it's going. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I think it's an HBO. It's series. HBO, right? Like, cause it's an HBO miniseries. Right. So I think. Yeah, it is. And I think so. I think the misconception is that it missed it. It got snubbed in favor of Emily in Paris, which that's technically not true because it would have been in a in the miniseries category instead. But nevertheless, it was it was definitely a huge snub, um, and one we can talk about later. But I just highly highly recommend. The the one thing I want to ask you about, which Corey brought up, but um, is that so this idea of hate watching, right? Do you actually believe in it? Because I'm beginning to think the more that I think about it, is that that, that concept doesn't it kind of falls apart in the sense that if enough people are hate watching it, they're actually watching it because they like it. Like in in the sense that like right. if the show has they, su- such a good like fan like or such a large you, fan base and like this many people are watching it and supporting it and making memes about it then it's successful not you know? to, so like not to sound like a <laughs> I smarty guess that's pants, just what people want but like there's yeah. a difference between enjoying something and liking it like in a certain extent and i think people are enjoying watching emily in paris for the sake of like shitting on it but i don't think anyone i don't think many people like the show like, like as a, the days a, have a gone on yeah i do th- I, I do seeing, think the, yeah. the, the premise exists because it is true that like i think a lot of people have talked about a lot of people watched it maybe they did like maybe they didn't but then the initial buzz about it being so like shitty got at a bigger audience like oh mm-hmm. let's go see what this is all about it's why so people, i kind of hear what like you're saying why but people I, watched cats like they were like yeah, this yeah. movie sucks but you're you're on. right smear in that it's almost at a certain point like does it matter because and then and then this is proof right because it leads to award nominations like this yeah did, i mean did i, I watch know anything, Corey anything else within this yeah the only other show on here i was gonna i i did uh i did really enjoy kelly cuoco in the flight attendant mm-hmm. I, didn't the, I thought it was a miniseries but i think it got renewed for a second season so i guess that's why it's here in this category the show itself, you know, it starts out really strong, kind of tapers off towards the end. But Kelly Cuoco, um, who I, I could never get into the Big Bang Theory. Horrible I thought that show. was one of the cringiest shows on yeah, television. Um, <laughs> I didn't, but I mean... he's fantastic here. She's really, really, really good. Um, it's a fun, like, pulpy little, like, you know, like, mystery show. Like, you can't regret watching it because it's, it's very just enjoyable, even if it's not necessarily, like, stellar. But her performance, I, I mean, I, 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 again, I think you know, keeping with our Shit's Creek thing, Catherine O'Hara is probably the favorite oh, here, but my personal pick win. would be Kelly Cuoco. <laughs> All right. So I think, I think the drama category is where like some of, you know, some of our, maybe the hot takes will kind of ramp up a little bit. Uh, this is TV series drama. We got Jason Bateman, uh, Josh O'Connor for the crown. I think we can all agree that Bob Odenkirk for better call Saul is, is the most exciting of this group. Yeah. Um, Al Pacino for Hunters and Matthew Reese for, for Perry Mason. unbiased opinion. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I mean, I'd love to hear a case for anyone, but Bob, Bob Odenkirk is yet, he's won, he's, this is his fourth Golden Globe nomination. He's, he has yet to win one. He's yet to win an Emmy either. And then the show is entering its final season. I mean, like, so it'll get one last chance. I think he's like, it'll get I one last chance after that final season. But I mean, uh, look, I, he deserves, like, oh, the guy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree I mean, with Corey wholeheartedly, 10,000%. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll say this though for this category because like I mean I haven't seen any other of these shows. You've People say I gotta Ozark? watch Ozark. You've never seen Ozark. People say I gotta watch Ozark, but for some reason I um it also is another one that can't really pique my interest. This is my kind of hot take about TV, and you guys can can tell me your uh, your how you feel. I'm like with with obvious exceptions, like I love Better Call Saul and a couple other shows, but I'm I'm mostly like done with dramas. Yeah. Like I would rather watch a like all I want is is comedy for my TV. I so much rather 
just watch a half hour of something and and let and laugh at it and maybe get a little bit of story out of it instead of having to sit around for an hour and know that I like nowadays TV just feels like such a commitment to me. Especially I don't know, like just how obsessed we've been with movies. I've just like I mean, don't get me wrong, like my Sopranos time is the happiest time of my week right now. But right, that, there still are masterpieces yeah. like the Sopranos out there that I agree about. Yeah, but, uh, like, one, in general, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more, uh, I'm more focused on like either reality TV, like competition TV. Just get, yeah. it's always my escape. I've, I've all TV has always been like that. Like watching cartoons growing up, it's always just been an escape thing rather than like the emotional weight of like a movie for, for me. I agree, and like, I mean, like I the, obviously there are shows yeah. like Breaking Bad, Sopranos that are so strong and deserve to be like considered like you know that, that prestige television type but i agree that like tv like it was I, it was overall a better medium when we all agreed that it was just like a fun escape thing and not it didn't have to be as self-important as movies yeah i mean the one thing i will say is that like i am a pretty big tv proponent just because i think in the way it it, it does something that films can't i guess they're limited by in their medium and that's just because they have time to tell a segmented story like if yeah if there was a movie about the sopranos it wouldn't be nearly as effective as the show about the sopranos where you get to see a character's development and arc i think that's the one thing i'll credit tv with um is being able to see development but i completely agree with you Corey and sam in the sense that like I don't know if I can do dramas anymore. Maybe stuff like Succession, where it kind of is in that territory. Where yeah. it's an hour yes, long. Succession's the perfect in between. Yeah. yeah, where it's funny, kind of like it's dramatic, dramatic, but it's also funny. Yeah, that takes right, this next category, guys, is like I am yeah, really, really passionate. This is Corey's bread and butter. He's this is all he fucking talks about are these fucking yeah. These I, I am. I'm uh, gonna. There, there are two of these shows here that I'm absolutely fucking obsessed with. I know this, uh, and I think I've, you guys know it. <laughs> I know this much is true. Like I will, I will keep saying it. Is like the, it, it's like I cannot. Like the same way you guys are saying that like, The Sopranos is like must watch, and like I, I, I watched The Sopranos when I was much younger. I agree, it's a masterpiece. I know this much is true. It, like I, this might be recency bias, but I really don't think it is. I think it is truly one of the greatest pieces of television ever. I, I am, I was so affected by it. I, I continue to think about it every day in the months since I've watched it. And Mark Ruffalo turns in perhaps the greatest television performance out this side of Walter White that I've ever seen. Like it's, it's absolutely insane. And it's only, it's only six or seven episodes. So you really wow. have like, you know, there's no re- reason not to watch it. You're, you're an afterthought, but you're there what? somewhere. <laughs> I haven't seen Corey speak this passionately about something or at least like TV. And so like, like I see it in his oh, reviews, yeah. but I, I take this very seriously. What he's saying. Yeah. This is oh this is God, like no, like the same way you guys might felt about like, like Sound of week. Metal and Uncut Gems. <laughs> this is, and then the other one that I like, it's not as emotionally affecting, so it hasn't stuck with me in the same but way. The but Bird. Ethan Hawke acts the shit out of the Good Lord Bird. Like, it he's 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 also fantastic. And, and Julie Delphi's in fan. that as well, right? It's like they kind of renew the love that they had. For <laughs> yeah, she each other. she plays Frederick Douglass. <laughs> they put her in blackface. It's a really weird choice. Yeah, oh but... my God, they really go for it. It's uh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no. David Diggs plays Frederick Douglass in it, which is actually really good casting. Uh, yeah, that is. I haven't, but I'm seeing Brian Cranston is in something I missed this year. I love that dude. Oh yeah, so, so that's the other thing I wanted to bring up too. Is I'm watching Your Honor right now. It's not done yet. Um, I do not recommend it. Oh, really? <laughs> it like 
it's kind of like obviously like you know brian cranston is good in it but like water is wet you know yeah like it's not like it's not surprising it's it basically just feels like the whole show is trying to ride the momentum of brian cranston you know being walter white like he does a lot of duplicitous things in this show and you're i feel like it's all supposed to be like hey that that's brian cranston doing doing sketchy (laughs) shit like you remember that right like he's lying to people to his co-workers and his family like you remember those days so like the show itself is not very good, but it feels like it deserves to be good because it has Brian Cranston in it. And I, I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm only watching it for him. I, I don't even know why I'm sticking with it, to be honest. Cool. Um, and then I haven't watched the other two, but the Comey rule, you know, that's, you guys know, you've seen what that show's about, right? I assume it's, it's so about cringe. Jim Comey. Yeah, but uh, it's all, it all like, like, uh, Brendan Gleeson's in it who play and plays Trump. Like oh, it's a very cringe. Oh, like, Jesus God. that will probably it's win. All... That's gonna win then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can already see Hollywood it. neolibs will love that shit. Have you looked at the Benny <laughs> very, nods? Very... Have we looked at the Benny nods for this yet? No, I that'd could, be that'd could, be anything. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you want to pull them up and just help supplement some of those points. So actually. okay, so we Odd Shark uh, put out their odds, but we don't have anything for the limited uh series yet so that's kind of up in the okay, air yeah um for the previous things eugene levy is a minus 110 uh favorite to win with jason sudeikis number two for actor in a comedy series um <laughs> so you guys need to watch ted lasso i'm just like you need to watch it <laughs> uh what, let's see I'll, what I'll, I'll check it out I could use a. I could use a. Um, smile, what I'll say, it's the most Apple yet. TV thing of all time. <laughs> oh wait, they don't. They don't have the full odds here. That's actually kind of frustrating. Wait, maybe I can. Maybe I, I can see it somewhere else. Oh, I might have it. Wait. Yeah, just 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 bring them up to supplement. You know, some of yeah. like, maybe like the future ones you bring. Up. Yeah. Okay. We'll do. Um. So this is uh. Another category for limited series or motion picture made for television. These are the actresses. I mean, guys, like obviously, Anya Taylor Joy's yeah. got this. In the yeah, yeah. This, like, this, this is this is the most. This is the most ones. There's not even a point of yeah, placing is, a bet. I wonder if they even have. It. Yeah, I mean, I will say, Kate Blanchett won an Emmy earlier this year for Mrs. America. Well, it's is this Spazinowski? Um but, but yeah, Anya Taylor Joy. Like, there's, there's so hasn't been a show that's come close to that cultural zeitgeist that. The Queen's Gambit had. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk. She. This is not her only nomination of the night. We'll talk about what her I know. Like, you, she got nominated Emma for Emma Stan. too. Yeah, you fucking yeah. Emma Stan. I do just want to take this moment. Well, actually, I'll I'll wait to, to, to her. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, best TV series drama. This, um, we can talk about would... nominees, but can I just say, how the fuck does Bob Odenkirk get nominated for best actor, but Better Call Saul? Better Call nominated. Saul has never been nominated for best series at the Golden Globes. And guess like, what, what the does? fuck is, is this and, show doing? And guess what does? Ratchet gets nominated instead. Yeah, Ratchet. Yeah. And and look, I can say this because Dane's not here. I, I know this is going to piss a lot of people off. The Mandalorian The Mandalorian. Ass. The Mandalorian. I mean, look, I enjoy it. I very much enjoy watching it. I, it it's actually, if anyways, it's very, it's one of my ideal shows because it's a drama that's just a half hour. Like you get it. It's just like a pulpy, fun little adventure. But it's when I think of the best TV out there, it is not even close. Yeah. I mean, like it's just a, it's just a, it's not the Golden Globes. They like to recognize what's popular and trendy, but I would give that spot to the Better Call Saul in a heartbeat. Uh, the oh oh, never mind. The Crown is favored by a fuck ton. 
That's Why what I thought. I was like going to say the crown, crown but no. I wasn't sure. Oh, old dude, my parents like they are obsessed with the crown. It's all yeah. My parents, my mom it's loves all they talk Is it really that yeah. good? Yeah. Damn. I think it's just like people are, especially this past season was about Princess Di, so a lot of people are nostalgic for it. Like a lot of our parents' generation yeah. remember her, and you know, I mean, yeah. Best TV series. This is what I wanted to bring up earlier. Best TV series or motion picture made for television. This um, is obviously, Gambit. I think the Queen's Gambit is going to win. Yeah, Queen's Gambit is Small a minus two hundred. But yeah, but Small X, I'm really glad it got nominated. It's really hard to say because Small X, I'm kind of annoyed it's in this category it in a way be because in this category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a collection of of what I movies, and they all have different. You know, they're all to different uh, qualities, so it's kind of tough to say that it deserves it. But it's a really cool project. Uh, Real really quick, cool project so the odd, have you guys the seen Unorthodox? For... Well, I, that's what I was gonna say is that. Unorthodox is actually number two in the odds to win. Yeah, uh, I really hated good. Unorthodox. Did you, you guys like, watch it? Oh, I mean, really? I, like, I guess I I saw the first three episodes and I didn't continue with it. Um, but from what I, I saw, think it only I is like, three okay, episodes. Is it? <laughs> no, I think it, it is only three episodes. It was pretty short. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, yeah, I, didn't, I just it, it it didn't stick with me. But it was just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, that was pretty interesting, I guess. But it didn't really connect with me. Look. Um, Shira Haas, who's was nominated for Best but... Actress, was great, great in this. Um, it's it's a cool community, I guess, to take a glimpse into. But um, I didn't really, I don't know. I I could I could go off on a whole uh, a whole <laughs> rant about need, why I thought the show sucked. That. But I just thought I didn't really like like a lot of where it stood on a lot of issues, and just just wasn't a huge fan of it. Um, yeah. The show that I really want to show on, but I I'll I'll, with, I'll restrain people. myself. Is it normal? normal people? Is a piece of shit, guys. Like. This show is so beloved, but I think it's honestly just beloved by sixteen-year-old girls, and they somehow convince the rest of the world that it's like actually a good show. Yeah, normal people is is beloved. Um, it's just it's I I really despise this show. I I watched it with my girlfriend, which you know that That's if anything like that. Girl, I know it's sick, <laughs> but no, but like I I only bring that up because it's easy for me to sit and watch a show like this by myself and hate it. But I you kind of think if you watch it with somebody that you love. Um, it's easier to kind of like, and, but you no, know, but my point being that like, we both felt that it was, it was just poorly made and not even very well acted. And yet, um, Daisy Edgar Jones was nominated in the above category and um, I could go on and on. I just really wasn't, wasn't a fan of it. Josh Rosen. Um, I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hoping I'm pissing a lot of people the, off by saying that. Keeps hyping up The Undoing, which is an HBO say? show. I just said our friend Josh Rosen oh, yeah. um, hypes up The Undoing, which is an HBO yeah, show. And that's always stuff. been interesting. Yeah. So I definitely want to check yeah. it out. Yeah, the thing with the undoing, it looks good or it's it gets a lot of buzz. I'm kind of intrigued by it. The thing is, it's just like a show about like rich white people, which I just don't really, I don't know. Like, it's like it's like a murder mystery about like the like elites in New York City. Like, do I yeah. really need to yeah to to follow those people's lives? You know what I mean? Yeah, fuck those people. Yeah, these so these these next couple categories, I think we can fly through because they're not yeah, very we can interesting. Fly through. Supporting actors, I, I got I got nothing to say neither, there. Neither do I. Supporting supporting actor. Uh, Brennan Gleeson, that is, keep in mind, that's for the character of Donald Trump. Ooh, the, I, think that's, I hope he wins. Well, I'll see if that but, they uh, his, if they have uh, odds for him. Yeah, I'd be I'd be curious they to don't. hear. Um, I'm glad John Boyega got a nom. Yeah, he, I, he I hope was he gets really good. In, in, but I but think this th- is Daniel Levy's going to win this award. Yeah, Daniel Levy's guaranteed to win, exactly. Yeah, yeah, guaranteed. Um, but it's also one of those things where it kind of shows how award shows can only really 
like they can't get past the big names, you know, like don't get me wrong, John Boyega was great in Small Axe, but there was a lot of great performances so in a lot people. of different Small Axe yeah. episodes. And they could only recognize the most high profile celebrity involved with it. Yeah, John John Boyega. But let's wrap up our and this brings us to the, the final two. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was not very good, but I did like his performance. I, I will say he was very good in it. Okay. Then finally I think that Emily in Paris the yeah, final category. Big. <laughs> I I do think that yeah, Emily again, in Paris has Creek's this one in got the bag. Shit's Creek is up no, Shit's Creek because shit. Emily in Paris yeah. just has a <laughs> has a chokehold on the yeah, American shit. public that is just Yeah, they really I just true, really uh, hope Ted they really tapped into <laughs> pandemic uh anxieties with that yeah. one. They really they nailed it. But I People just defended the it as visual Shit's Creek wallpaper. is a minus Shit's Creek is a minus 180 favorite win <laughs> which actually isn't as big as a couple of the other awards, but it's still this is the closest we'll be to a uh, a sure thing. Yeah, it's this happen. I mean, like this always happens. You know, like like Veep is another one of oh, one of those out. comedies yeah. that I really really love. Yeah, it won out. And when it yeah it won out the in its final year, so it's just kind of how it goes. Yeah. Um, but with that, I think that's a, that's w- way more than enough TV for <laughs> it's all film and games. God. Uh, we could make I feel dirty to talk on TV that I much. I know TV sucks, but uh. We're going to move into our bread and butter here, into the film category, which I think is going to offer a lot of hot takes and just maybe even some some anger. Because I think, especially starting in this first category, oh, it's just God. hilarious. So here we got best motion picture, musical or comedy. And we have Dude. Borat 2, Hamilton, which I know we have some thoughts on, music, directed by Sia, Sia. and no one heard of until like a day. Well, the, the only reason why people had heard of it... Okay, no, we'll okay, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> we'll yeah. get into it. And then we have Palm Springs. Palm Springs, starring Andy Samberg, and The Prom. So give me some, give me some thoughts Corden. on this the, the Prom starring James yeah. Corden. Let's just get that clear. Yeah, that, that's Golden Globe nominee James Corden. Golden yeah. Globe nominee James this is, Corden. Cat star James this Corden. Is, this is, I'm not lying, Like I have never seen a weaker group of films ever. <laughs> there is one good film in this, and that is Borat, which isn't a masterpiece by any means. But it's right. Like, Borat yeah. is by far the best thing here. The not the odds makers have no idea how to pick this. They don't even have a favorite to win. Every movie is. I was, I was really curious to hear every, what the favorite was. Hamilton is barely by five points. The oh favorite. my god! Then so guess let, what which, is which number? Guess what is number we, two? We talked about. Guess what is number two? I think it's the, is prom. It the prom. The prom is yeah, I think it, prom. See, my, oh if my you god. ask me to guess right now, I actually I would guess the prom, the prom yeah, just because. Just because the Golden Globes love like musical mm-hmm. flat, I'm pretty sure Cats was nominated last year too. Yeah, it was. Even though it was critically panned. Wait, it was? And, like, they it love was, this yeah. kind Holy of stuff. Shit, so, yeah, well, then the prom's gonna fucking win. Yeah, so that's that's where I. But the prom hasn't gotten great reviews either. Horrible so, reviews. but so, and we we talked about this before we hopped on the recording. Like, and I'll I'll let you take this away, Samir. But why the fuck is Hamilton here? Yeah. See, the thing is, if we look at these, like, like all five of these and then we just see an impromptu movie that was decently funny but made about the pandemic a literal recording of a show that has been recognized and accoladed to the moon for the past five years let's let's not kid ourselves hamilton is a recording it's not a film in any way the camera does nearly like it basically doesn't do anything you're just getting to watch a stage show and you're experiencing a different medium um 
that is just being recorded. So I, I really don't think it deserves the recognition here. Music, which is directed by Sia, that I've heard some weird things about Twitter on. She had well, to make yeah, it's actually getting about the, the autistic music's community. getting shit on. It's about a girl with autism, with autism who yeah. imagines the world as like a musical fantasy. But people are kind of criticized. Apparently, there's like a, apparently there's one scene where they have to like restrain the girl, and like they're yeah. saying that's like kind of an offensive depiction of autism. And then she and also saying that it's just it. not an accurate well, depiction just, to say that she like sees the world as a fantasy. Yeah, like yeah, she's not autistic, and she made this. And story. I don't, I don't believe the actress that is plays it, is the she's girl not is either. Is it either. And so there's there's barely anyone concerning. who's autistic working on this film, and it's just like, yeah. why is this? Why like yeah? Why like why like. Like, yeah, circling back to Hamilton really quickly. Right, I, I yeah, agree yeah. with you 100%, Samir. And it's like, even if we boil our definition of film down to like anything with a camera, like anything that like a, ca- a camera captures, I still don't see why it would be eligible for a musical or comedy category. Be. Because at best, Hamilton is like a documentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like that's like, that's what American U- David Burns' American Utopia is. That's what any Which like stand up special would be. Right, yeah, exactly. If you wanted to nominate something like that, I would have loved to see American Utopia because at least Spike Lee, who directed that, did some interesting things. It's just like, sure, technically Hamilton, which has been a critically acclaimed masterpiece for like forever now, sure, maybe it is the best thing in this category, but does it deserve to be recognized with the Golden Globe for the best film? Film? Here's the thing. Exactly. I I just don't know. Like, even like if you say that, okay, it was recorded, you know, so that classifies it as a film. The thing is like, so you've seen the in the like in the heights is coming out next year and even the prom like these are movies that have right, musical are... numbers but hamilton exactly. i cannot make this clear enough is a musical that is just recorded on camera that is it right so like i mean it, this is just another example yeah. why the golden globes it's funny that they're so popular because they're kind of just a, i mean hamilton's not eligible for the academy awards in these categories mm-hmm. which just gives you a sense of how much of a joke the golden globes kind of are um, yeah. so much fun to show them though i i my new oh, theory is. is that award shows are not made to actually put anyone up they're just made so people can talk about how shitty their award show is every single year oh, that's yeah. literally the entire I mean, discourse every fucking year it's, it's really a hard thing to suss out because award shows are such bullshit and we all agree and yet it's all we talk about i love award season oh, i have so much fun, fun talking about it I loved our our episodes that we did going back over the Oscars. Like it's it's like a it's so fun to obsess over and theorize about. Yeah. And yet it's such bullshit. It's like it's it's evil. It's pure evil that they can do this to us. Uh, and the thing so is, I like, feel you guys, like you know that, have you guys doing... seen that that Chrissy Teigen drama on Twitter? What'd you say? Yeah, I saw that. I saw. Have that. you guys seen that Chrissy? Te- did you see Chrissy Teigen's tweet that was like, "I'll be your your punching bag." Like I understand that when I tweet, you guys want to make fun of me. Like I'll yeah. I'll be that for you. I feel like that's what the Golden Globes are for, the, for, for, all, for all of us on in film, you know? Yeah, literally. What I'll say oh, is that I feel like, just so we don't sound like hypocrites, like, we just described hate-watching the Golden Globes and then we shat on hate-watching. Like, even these award shows, I feel like, are a mass oh, exercise hate-watching. of hate-watching. <laughs> you it's, know? It, oh, yeah. It's the one time I, that I, all, like, all of film, like, people tend to, like, disagree a lot on films. But like film Twitter and Letterboxd all comes like because there will always Together. just be a nomination that is so egregiously bad that for one yeah. day yeah. everyone can finally agree on an opinion on something, which is yeah. Hamilton shouldn't be here. Fucking the prom should not be here. Like it's just like for one day every, people can finally agree. 
it almost makes you wonder to a certain extent like um, do we like do these award shows like kind of knowingly just try to be like quirky and different oh i guarantee yeah. they do it i guarantee they they look at what are the most popular movies in every category these five things while we don't like them like Hamilton carried all of Disney Plus until the but then it's like, like nothing will ever universe. explain how like Green Book can ever win a Best Picture. You know, like there's still there still is a sense that they are just so out of touch. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this I think is the most important category we should spend some time on: Best Motion Picture Drama. Because mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say I'm going to scroll back up real quick so we can have them side by side. I think it's safe to say these usually usually right like the the Oscars, their nominees are a combination of the drama and comedy categories. Not a single one of these films it will be... It is so stark. Not, yeah, even, not close. even close. Um, so I think we need to talk about this category here. What do we think of these five choices in drama? Who got left out? What is, what do you guys, how do you guys feel based on what got put in? Because uh, I think, again, like this, these are the five right here that we should keep an eye on heading into the Oscars. And we'll talk about... I'll, I'll bring up the SAGs and see who they put up for Best Ensemble. Because, um, again, I think this, this is pretty telling right here. This is a ginormous sound of metal. Yes, I'm glad I'm you said it on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> huge. Yeah, I mean that's the most egregious uh, one right off the bat. I we, I honestly think uh, our us four like that movie a lot more. Than I know, but I'm, I don't care. I'm so fucking. Uh, no, I, I I've seen it. But I, I, I don't give I've a seen shit. it top like, it, like so many year end like, lists though. Like I feel like a lot of dude, people like, loved it. You know. Yeah, dude, like, look at me and tell me that Trial of Chicago 7 is better than Sound of Metal, better well, than Minari, yeah. which is, I think, yeah, the which is, sec- we, the yeah, I think you know, we all know this, but I'll here. say this for the listeners at home, then, Minari was not eligible for this category because the Golden Globes are, um, what's the word, racist? So they... Racist. They <laughs> said that a movie, Minari, yeah. which was is made by an American director, by an American company, set in America, starring an American cast, uh, is not an american film somehow <laughs> it's a foreign film uh so they put it in the foreign film category it's a really good uh, movie. where yeah. it will now show down with some others and we'll talk about that in a little bit but yeah it wasn't even eligible for this category it was put up for best ensemble at the sags which believe it or not the sags actually tend to be a really strong indicator of the oscars so i think that does spell promise for minari but i i was wondering do you like the like the Academy Awards, like they see all of this blowback. Do you think they ever just go back and they're like, they didn't have Minari and they're like, oh fuck, like, <laughs> that's a good we, point. We pencil that in. Like, like, do they look at Twitter and see everyone be like, the prom? Are you kidding most me? Like, okay, wait, good. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know no exactly prom. how the timeline like, works no, out, but no, that's that's a definitely. pretty like that's honestly, I'm sure there's some merit to that. I think some rounds of voting have already been I completed, like they, but they if they're still in their final round of voting, I'm sure that changed. Changes some ballots. Um, real quick, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about all I these mean, nominees, but if I if you put a gun in my head right now, believe it or not, I think the trial of Chicago Seven is going to win. Well, I'll yeah. I'll read off the the odds right now. The odds are actually okay. of all the odds we've read, this is the most favored. Like this is the biggest really? shoe in yet, even more than Shit's Creek winning Best Comedy, and Nomadland is set oh, to bro. just completely win like they're like oh, they they are i mean if that's I the case something? like that's that would be my personal pick out of these five yeah i mean i've seen i don't feel very strongly about any of this i do want to watch the father but that's the only other movie yeah i really want to yeah, see the father the that father. seems to be the hardest one to find for an american audience i i can't find that anywhere 
but I really want to see it. It's releasing in February. Yeah, it's releasing in February. Yeah, so it's coming up soon. Yeah, I guess. Let's, I guess technically, <laughs> Nomadland should be just as hard to find. Yeah. But uh, my, my hottest take. <laughs> we have of our night, ways here. It's, it's all my my games. hottest take of the night is that after I've had some time to like think about it and like it's that with me, I'm just I just didn't enjoy Nomadland as much as I wanted to. Um, maybe other people did, but especially like. I don't know, like, even reading Kokori's own article helped me cement my kind of, just like, <laughs> uh, Nomadland. Yeah, I think, I think you, you know? and I have similar feelings on it. I technically yeah. view it as the best of these of these five, having not seen The Father, but I, I also am really disappointed by it in a lot of ways. Um, I just... Yeah, let's, well, let's touch on Mank real quick, because Mank's an interesting one, because Mank, to me, I've never seen a film go from, like, so much momentum to so little momentum. Like, it, when it was about to come out, everyone was like, "Holy shit!" It's, new David Fincher starring Gary Oldman. It's about it's Citizen Kane. Like, yeah, it's a shoe in for every award ever. Maybe film Twitter's favorite new movie, but everyone kind of agreed it was like mediocre at best. Yeah, it was, not, or, was it at least, or it was like decent. Yeah, like you know? no one are, really. People are saying it's horrible on Twitter. I'm like, okay, let's slow down a little. Like this movie is not great, but like, you know what? Yeah, the I will say, I'll, it's, I'll it's say, I liked Mank. It's very. Fun. I liked Mank. I just didn't yeah. really. Yeah, it's it's totally much, it's yeah. just totally fine. And I was like, okay, this movie's not terrible, guys. Like, let's slow down a little bit. It seems but it's that not the... it, it's it shouldn't win anything, really. Yeah. I mean I, I tweeted this today and no one no one cared about it, but Bill Nye the science guy plays Upton Sinclair. I in this knew movie. you were gonna bring <laughs> up that no one liked your tweet. Yeah, I was so offended <laughs> no one liked it. I, I guess it was a too much of like an in joke. Like God, you're just, just a little. You're, you're just the John Nallion too of the smart. group. Or, yeah, yeah I'm just, sometimes I'm just too clever for my own good. But I, yeah, I mean, the, the biggest snub of the night is no Bill Nye the Science Guy nomination. It's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> um, so what people are saying now, like the new defense behind Mank, is that I keep seeing that people are like, "Oh, David Fincher made this for his father," which is really sweet. Um, because his but father I don't know wrote if it, it. But I, I don't know if it justifies this many technicians and like a multi-million dollar budget and all of this well that's what it's people are saying like so his father wrote the script like 25 30 years ago and yeah. people are saying like look the least he could have done was just update the script a little update bit like i get script. your dad wrote it but like at uh, least some of those issues that i had but here's why here's the reason i'm interested in mank is because it not only is it golden globe nominated now but it's a it's a movie about classic hollywood and there's nothing that the oscars love more than a movie about yeah. about classic hollywood so I'm really curious to see where it ends up falling because I don't think it has a lot of momentum going into award season, but I do think it's it ha it has all the ingredients I of mean, awards. But... It is not the other. Favored. I will tell you, <laughs> Nomadland is the clear favorite, followed by the tr Trial of Chicago Seven being the second most likely, and then it's a two horse race. Like nothing's even close. Mank is a plus five hundred odd. Promising Young yeah. Woman is a plus twelve hundred, and then the oh, they're, father. They're out. <laughs> And then the father is plus thirty three hundred. That is wow. bet one dollar. I almost want to put some money on the father. That's bet one hundred, win thirty three hundred dollars. That's an <laughs> that's absurd really cool. odd. But yeah, let's, let's before point. we move on, let's yeah. let's talk about the trial of Chicago Seven because I know Samir and I have seen it. Yeah. I think I liked it a little bit more than Samir did. Even although even I don't think it's anything to write home about. Um, but it it's of this of these five. Because I even if Nomadland's the heavy favorite, I personally don't think it's an Oscar type movie. I could be wrong. Feel free to disagree. But I think the Trial of Chicago Seven is like ripe for an for an Academy Award. I just like I don't know. A it just spotlight says, type thing. 
Yeah, it's it's everything I would expect the 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 academy to to love. I I feel to, to a bit, smear. Well, I actually feel a little bit like the opposite in the sense that like Nomadland to me just felt like this is something that like the Oscars would love to pat themselves on the back and be like, hey, look, you know, we care about that. like post recession, blah blah blah, and the trial of Chicago seven being tied to its like Netflix domain, I feel like kind of holds it back. And I don't know, have the Oscars recognized for best picture, like a big streaming movie before? I guess they have not, but this year, every, all the cards are, you know, everything's off the table this year. Yeah. 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 I, I I guess it is, but I, I guess just because 90% of the trial of Chicago seven is set in like a courtroom or like so much of it is like this, like compact courtroom drama. And, um, it doesn't, I guess, move around as much, except I know in some scenes there's, like, protests and stuff, Um, but, like, the limited nature of it and, like, was it filmed during COVID? Because it kind of felt like that. Corey, do you know? I don't think so, no. Um, I think it was filmed, it, it was, it was filmed a little while ago. Because it felt, like, a bit contained, I would say that the, like, Nomadland might be more preferred for the Oscars, but speaking of The Trial of Chicago 7, um, listen... I love Aaron Sorkin as much as the next guy. And I think that like some of the dialogue here is like punchy. It just didn't grab me as much. And like the comedic duo of um uh Kendall Roy and Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> Kendall Roy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved it. I mean, hey, like two of like yeah, so- some of my favorite performers, but um like I don't know, so, so much of it just felt I guess the be- like the best word that I'm failing to think of right now is just kind of passable. Like, I don't know. Like I, yeah. I definitely forgot about this movie like a week after I watched it. Well, let me say this. Cause um, I just want to really quickly read the SAG nominees before we move on to the next yeah. category. The SAG nominees for outstanding performance by a cast, which is basically the equivalent of best picture for them. The only movie of these five to also be nominated for a SAG is the trial of Chicago oh, seven. Really? Cause, cause their five is trial of Chicago seven. One Night in Miami, mm. Minari, because Minari was eligible for the SAG, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and <sighs> The Five Bloods. Hmm. So the, those are their five, like, quote-unquote, Best Picture nominees. Um, it's, it's worth keeping in mind that they tend to nominate movies with, like, big ensemble casts, just gets the nature of, like, the SAGs. Um, so I guess something like Nomadland is probably, probably a little too intimate for them. <sighs> but I think it is interesting. I mean, Marvin's bottom is literally just a fucking yeah. play. Like that's not. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. we'll talk about Marvin's in a second. Like, I, I have is strong it, opinions on Marvin. Yeah, you guys have really made me sour towards Marvin. Like, I really hate that movie now. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, no, like I, I honestly don't see anyone who's sitting here telling me that they think it's this amazing movie, which is a lot of not. people I see all over the internet. That, huge... I don't know. No offense. Like, I, I don't no really see what the hell you guys are talking about. It's it feels yeah. like total panda. Yeah, I, it's like, it sounds insensitive. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't think. Like, look, I, I think, and we'll we'll get into this in a sec. I think it's um, it'll always be an important film as Chadwick Boseman's last. I think Chadwick Boseman probably does deserve to be awarded for it, just because it's a kind of a, it's a it's a nice gesture. But I don't think his performance nor the film would be getting any attention under any other circumstance. I think Chadwick just, would have, I think Chadwick would have gotten an actor nom. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Would have no one would have cared about this movie had it. I've had I've it heard it not. being described like the play as one of August Wilson's weakest. So I don't know why they decided to adapt. Really, that's interesting. Yeah, um, 
which it's, is I think I'm just like, salty so because I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch Riz Ahmed. We can get yeah, that yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. We can get to this. Yeah. Later. All right. Uh... Yeah, we'll get to we'll, we'll get to it in the next category. Um, so this category, you know, I, is another interesting one because partly because what we said about Minari earlier, best motion picture foreign language film. I think it's safe to say this is basically a showdown it's between Minari and another round. Yeah. Uh, I know we like these are um, Samir. Weren't these your two top films of the year? Or was Sound yeah, of Metal your number were. two? Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, it, yeah, it was Minari yeah. number one and another round number two. So yes. this is and this the, is a category I'm really invested in. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I've honestly this those are two of my top three. I think. Yeah. So. They're 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 two of my favorites of the year. I mean, I think look, like I as much as I love another round. In fact, I probably even prefer it ever so slightly. Uh, Minari literally has to win here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, the Golden I Globes hope already. Wins. Oh yeah, and I, I'm rooting for it too. But like. Um, yeah, I mean, the Golden Globes already fucked it by putting putting it in this category. They they literally cannot ignore it here, too. That right? yeah, Twitter I've would be a been, shit storm. <laughs> like I've I've been storm. thinking about um Minari over like since I've watched it, and I've just let it grow on me. I mean, I really liked it upon first watch. Um, over the past couple days, weeks, however long it's been in pandemic time, but wow, like. I honestly am beginning, like, I'm almost ready to believe this movie is, like, a masterpiece. Like, I know, especially I'm totally with the, you. It's so like, good. Like, the, the other day, like, I was just in bed, and I was thinking of, like, I saw a picture on, like, my Google Photos of my grandma when she visited, and she does not, like, she visits, like, that. she's only been to America once, and I was six, and I just saw that, and I thought of Minari, and I was like, damn. This just this movie, man. It's it's something else. Like I, I I really think that. Listen, we've shat on the Golden Globes a lot this episode. All I'm gonna say is that I I really hope Minari wins Best Picture. I I think it's the best of the year. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> like so obviously I think I'm the one of the three of us that wasn't quite as high on it. Like I I had it I think six, you know, so like it was just outside my top five. Um, I still love 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 the film, and I actually do think when it it's all said and done. This feels like a pretty good choice for the Oscars to recognize as well. I honestly I, think I, Minari is going to win. I, I kind of think, think it is going to win Best I think Picture. It's win Best Picture. I like. I, I would think... honestly be surprised. No, not surprised. I think there's a bunch of good picks, but uh, I think I think if the Oscars really want to keep their momentum going, I think they'll. Yeah, are they really going to recognize yeah. two Asian movies in a year? Would they? Yeah, yeah that's exactly. That yeah, like, oh my I, god, the like, alt right troll t- takes that would arise <laughs> from that would be so. They'd be like, it would just be well, like a bunch of like China's would lose their mind. like American culture and stupid there are two things like working against Minari. I I think one of them we just alluded to is like they the Oscars literally never get it right twice in a row. Yeah, so like we got. Do. Parasite last year, which probably means Travis Chicago Seven is going to win this year. <laughs> like yeah. that's just yeah. you know, like that's just kind of how because it's their but, take on race, like a very like powerful right. exactly. Theory. It's it's very yeah. Green Bookish. Yeah. Um, but on the and the other thing that's kind of working against it, and this this is what pisses me off, is that A twenty four is terrible at award season. They literally they, never like, promote these movies. Yeah, what we what we forget about these these uh movies is that these decisions are are somewhat made based on the merit of the films. But they're largely made just based on how much the studio promotes them, and I mean, last year Adam Sandler would have totally gotten oh, yeah. the recognition he deserved if A twenty four just like supported him and did what they had to do to get him there. 
and they're just not very good at it. Like it's not their thing, and maybe that's fine. Yeah. Like, maybe they just don't care. I'm not saying they have to, but it it does jeopardize. I think films like Minari when it when push comes to shove. So mm-hmm. if A24 can can put itself behind Minari and see what it has here, see the potential in a film like that, I think Minari will win the Oscar. But I mean, I could also see A24 not really doing what to do and Minari getting shot. I, out I see. I see like every single cast member of that movie um being able to be nominated for like every single actor award. Like grandma, like the wife, Alan Kim, like oh, yeah. come on. Alan Kim, <laughs> Alan Kim. Kim. Oh, little Alan Kim supporting like, nom. I... Supporting nom for Alan yeah. Kim, please. The well, we'll, well, when we get the supporting actor, we'll talk about Alan Kim because I actually genuinely think he deserves. Yeah, he's really he good. Yeah, a nomination, especially. He yeah, he got Our snubbed. Especially considering some of the logo should there be instead. Alan Kim's headshot, his cowboy headshot. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Oh god, if we could get a guest spot from Alan Kim, that would be amazing. <laughs> Maybe when he's older. All right. Any other thoughts? Does anybody have anything about these other? I've, never, motion I have, I've not yeah. seen any of the. I know the life ahead stars Sophia Loren, who's like a like a legend in in film, mm-hmm. but I don't think the film itself got too much praise. That's all I really can say about that. I've heard La so, um, La Llorona is actually best... really good. Like the, okay, the yeah. other movie, yeah, I'm sure there's some other good ones. In there. Yeah. Um. Okay. So this best is an screenplay. Samir kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier. Yeah, I think this is an interesting category. Um, Jack Fincher uh, is a is a posthumous nomination. He that is David Fincher's dead father who wrote Mank. Uh, Samir alluded to Emerald Fennel getting nominated for Promising Young Woman. Sam, do you have the odds on who's the favorite here? No, so I was looking this up. I was interested Am in I right? Samir's take that Emerald Fennel was, is the front runner. I can't find anything for screenplay. Um, I, I would be shocked. I'm willing to bet a hundred bucks. I I would be really? shocked if Jack Fincher doesn't win this. I I think this is. I think this is a shoe in honestly. I would be really surprised if Mike didn't win. I'm going a lot of different directions. I thought that because of the posthumous angle. I'm I still lean Aaron Sorkin in the trial of Chicago seven. Not because I think it's the best, just because it's, it's just kinda what good. I what I see happening. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think the, people... Mank was my second like mm-hmm. now go ahead, Samir, because I'm I'm curious to hear what you just say about promising young woman, because I kinda I hear your argument there too. Yeah, I mean at least in terms of the way these award shows recognize screenplays and like at least the Oscars, um, they look at screenplay, I guess, in terms of movies that kind of have the boldest characters. Um, Quentin Tarantino won twice and that's what his movies are known for, which I, I think he's a great screenwriter. Um, but like movies like Juno and stuff like that, that kind of have like their own kind of like, like it feels like, even if they're not necessarily doing any subversion, it feels like what they're going for is subversion and Academy, at least awards love to like recognize those type of movies. Like with, like I I saw like in an interview, Emerald Fennel described promising young woman as like this, like toxic piece of candy that you bite into that has this really bright wrapper, but it's like poisonous on the inside or something like that. I found the odds that like, that seems like perfect for awards. (laughs) <laughs> to like recognize that yeah. and be like that's the screenplay I want. So well the Especially other the other argument the though is, and I'll let Sam, I'm curious to hear the the, the odds because yeah. the other argument is that if Nomad Land is such a favor for best picture, then maybe its screenplay is the favorite too. <laughs> that was oh. it's like we drew it up. That is an insane little segue <laughs> that Corey did. So the odds are thirteen to two that Nomadland is gonna win. They are the odds on favorite. 
followed very very see this is where followed very closely by the trial of the chicago seven um and then uh mank comes in third promising young woman (laughs) comes in fourth and And then the father and then the father comes in very very far compared to others so, yeah so, so let's let's talk about this nomadland screenplay for a second because smear i think this is where you and i feel similar about this film what does the nomadland screenplay even look like because it's not because <laughs> i thought what made this out like if this film is as great as a lot of people are saying as it is to me it'd be because a lot of it is unscripted exactly but if it's if it is all so heavily scripted then i that actually gives me even less admiration yeah for the, for the it film. doesn't exactly. i think actually problematizes the entire thing mm-hmm and yeah, you couldn't have said it better, or at least I, I couldn't have said it better. I think that like the movie's best moments are like when it's just kind of like marinating in like the naturalness of what's going on, the spontaneity of the moment, and the spontaneity works well because the title is Nomadland; it's about nomads. Um, right. But it's just not in terms of screenplay. Like I'm interested to even like read it. Like you'd just probably be like, I feel like the screenplay if it exists, would be like 13 pages because there's like not much dialogue in this movie at all. And in terms of the way the story is told and sequenced, it's just the most kind of just like watch Francis McDormand do jobs like for two hours. Like it's it's not anything remotely noteworthy, I think. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out is like when when these conversations are taking place, I wonder if it's like, is it scripted out what the people are going to say? Or is it, or is the script just say, Francis McDormand nods and listens while character talks about their real life, you know, because like yeah. the, the the movie claims to be about real life people mm-hmm. sharing their real life stories or and playing fictionalized versions of themselves. But I just I, I don't yeah. know. Like, and I, I talked about this on our on our blog. Um, like it, it, it's on a slippery slope or at a certain point, mm-hmm. like if it's going to be so scripted, it can't be what it claims to be. It's going to be so real, it yeah. can't be what it claims to be. And it ends up That's falling, a really important like, point. In a no- yeah, like, but, it's just, I mean, the two are completely antithetical to each other, especially with this movie. Um, yeah, it, it's just, you can't have both. Like, if, if it's a good movie, it's good because of how natural it is. If the writing right. is good, then it's not, it's complete inauthentic exercise by someone that's working with the MCU next. And she's just yeah. a tour guide who's grown up super wealthy but we've talked about that the point i want to make real quick um <laughs> which is never discussed is that... in the discourse of the movie actually like yeah if I that was a really good catch by did, if i didn't know yeah if i didn't know that from you guys i would have never known that this movie um, was directed by a, a rich girl yeah, <laughs> so the the really quick point i want to make without even having seen it despite who gets the award i'm convinced that the best written movie here is the father just because oh, i was reading definitely. a bit about <laughs> Like yeah, you're almost uh, definitely right, just because I don't even like any of the other scripts that much. Yeah. And see, that plays a big role. But the other thing is the fact that like the, like I was reading about like the storyline for the father and it looks really interesting. Um and it looks emotional. And Florian really Zeller sad, is like an acclaimed playwright, so I know that he'll get it right or he Yeah, wait, do I know anything? So that name looks so familiar. Would I recognize any any oh, work it, by it, Florian Zeller? Yeah, Florian Zeller is an acclaimed playwright, so I'm sure that he at least is in touch with how writing looks like. Um, so I, I'm convinced that this one probably is the best written. Um, but yeah, the Florian Zeller like yeah, mostly mostly just plays. He hasn't done okay. any. The yeah. father is actually the, 
he wrote the play of the father so the father is an adaptation uh, of of a play uh you know what that means guys I, i'm either gonna hate it or love it you know yeah, no yeah, yeah. there's nowhere in between uh but my vote to, is for promising yeah, young woman for this one i i don't have I much think. to say about original song i actually don't even recognize any of these songs Speaking uh, of, I'm, I don't I'm looking forward to watching the Black Messiah yeah. when that comes out. Well, I'm so excited tomorrow, because tomorrow. my favorite rapper worked on the score of uh of Judas and the Black Messiah, Quelly Chris. Shout out to Quelly Chris, fucking go! Really? Uh, I love oh, him I so know. much. Yeah, he's he worked on it with Chris Keys, who is like one of his like close longtime producers. So but that's really cool. Fight for You is a song by her, H E R. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's weird that this list it doesn't say the artists because I, we probably would recognize a lot of the artists. Why um, does this list not include? I mean, this is probably a rules thing, but it just it seems weird that like they made such a big point of including musical movies like The Prom and Hamilton. Does that not count here in this category? <laughs> that's a really well. I guess that they're not original to that. I mean, so The Prom I understand because. None of the songs were written for the movie. They were all just from the musical. Hamilton, it gets a little confusing because it's like... <laughs> Hamilton is... Yeah. Because it's, original it's like, an original the film, thing. then it's an original music, right? Right. Like original. They don't, yeah, that's gets why a they little... should have just not included it in general. It opens up too many bags of worms to where it just makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Makes no um, sense at all. By the way, yeah. Tina Fey yeah, and so... Amy Poehler hosting this, which is... I mean, I think that's funny that that's happening again I'll, and instead of ricky gervais my mom will, which everyone my would have parents yeah. will eat that up oh my god ricky gervais yeah. was so funny when he hosted it last he was time. so was funny so, I know. it was so think... searing and so like anti-antithetical <laughs> antithetical to like what hollywood was trying, to what yeah. they were trying to do and it just yeah my favorite line jokes the entire time yeah like, like <laughs> so ridiculous. my favorite line of that was that if isis dropped a streaming service you all would call your agents right now and i was like <laughs> yeah that was a scathing comment i agree that's so true um the, the yeah i don't know i'll, I'll wait till we get yes yeah, so best actor in a supporting role in any motion picture this has got some interesting names, I think. You know, we have Sasha Baron Cohen for the Trial of Chicago 7. None of us have seen Judas and the Black Messiah, but I've heard really good things about Daniel Kaluuya in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then, and then we have, go. And then we have, Les, we have Leslie Odom Jr. in One Night in Miami. He was actually very good in that. But these other see, two names I, I want to talk about. Have you seen One Night in Miami? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I've seen, it's, it's on Amazon Prime. If you I know it's directed it. by oh, Regina King, who's... Uh, yeah, it's directed by oh, Regina King. Cool. She's great. It's, it's, it's not one of my like, favorites, uh, but... Yeah, I, heard, I was hearing it, like pretty it, mediocre things about it. It include, like I'm not surprised at all that it got the SAG nomination, because it has a great, great cast. Everyone's amazing in it. Leslie Adam Jr., I honestly would probably be my pick to win, having not, having not seen... Judas and the Black Messiah yet. I really, really like Leslie Adams Jr.'s performance here. I actually would, I wouldn't even be surprised if he's the favorite. Um, Look it I, up. But like, guys, oh, he, like, he actually Jared, I think he I'm is, the only he's the one favorite. of yeah. us. Three. Yeah, Leslie Odom Jr. is yeah. the favorite of this. <laughs> yeah, Samir, talk to us about On the Rocks real quick. <laughs> yeah, that's, I was going to say, I think I'm the only one of us three that's seen On the Rocks. Yeah. Dear God, you guys dodged a bullet. I really is it really that bad? Movie. It's horrible. Or at least, I don't it's, know. I. Yeah, but the Did thing you is have that, it out like, for Sofia Coppola. Like, can you see? Uh, can you see any way how Bill Murray would have earned deserved this nomination? Bill Murray is not great in this. He's not good in this. 
he he he's a fantastic actor. He's just yeah. not good in this, and that's the plain truth. Yeah, I, I don't I, think he should. I hear he hones it in pretty hard in it. Like it's just kind of. A... He's reading lines. That's it, and he he's reading mediocre lines, and he's being Bill Murray. But if that's enough, yeah, for you that, that's to that's get the thing about Bill Murray is like, there's Bill Murray is one of those actors who I would never really call like a great actor. He's just he's just very charming, and like obviously yeah. he's he's a legend in comedy. Like I'll I'll never disrespect the guy. Mm-hmm. But it, is he really one of the best five best support performances of the year? Like no, almost certainly no. not. For a movie that not no one close. really liked. Yeah, it's uh, and then the yeah, same I goes mean, for this, Jared Leto, guys. He's it's, the guy. Like, the the little things is such a fucking bad movie. Like I cannot, <laughs> I cannot convey just how bad this movie is. It's it blows my mind that it was released in the year twenty twenty one. Even Denzel Washington is is pretty mediocre in this movie, and that's hard to say because Denzel <laughs> elevates everything that he's in. He seems so disinterested in this thing. Jared Leto, believe it or not, is actually the second worst actor in this thing. Rami Malek, who I actually really love and respect. I, I Mr. Robot's one of my favorite <laughs> shows. The Little Things is terrible. Or not Rami Malek is terrible in the little things. He he he's supposed to be this like cocky detective, like LA detective, but Rami Malek can't play confident for his life. He just comes across as like awkward and nebbish. It's it's so strange. And then Good word. Jared Leto like plays like a like your classic sociopath type but i mean i said this on when i wrote it up on letterbox like you know like these dudes who show up on these shows like criminal minds and law and order svu and play sociopaths every week those guys are better at their fucking job than jared leto <laughs> is here he he literally at one point in this movie says holy guacamole and the movie's <laughs> set in 1990 and i don't even think that was a phrase in 1990 like i'm no expert but is, i don't think people were saying that back then. I, I don't think I don't it's think supposed- guacamole existed in 1990. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, was it? It was actually invented like two years ago, if I remember. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I mean that's that's Twitter his whole character. It's just, just saying. All right, we're gonna get canceled after that. Yeah. <laughs> but guacamole I, for gay. I, 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 I know we haven't seen Judas and the Black Messiah, but based on the trailers, I feel like Daniel Kaluuya should win just off that. Yeah, so he, he some... looked like he was acting his butt off on the trailers. Yeah, well, yeah, he's not he's not well favored right now, but that's just because Judas and the Black Messiah comes out tomorrow. Or wait, no, it doesn't. Does it come out next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I it does Malcolm, come out Malcolm and Marie comes out tomorrow. That's what. Yeah, I that's tomorrow. I think Judas and the Black Messiah is next week. And then uh, uh, Nomadland. Yeah, is you're out right. It is the twenty sixth. So that's not for a while. So but um, we've seen it already. I haven't actually. It's the one that I did. Oh yeah, watch the quote unquote screener for. So um <laughs> quote unquote uh yeah i think <clears throat> um i i think leslie adam jr will probably win this i'll have to watch it again but that's uh, fair he's a, he's a great actor so. yeah one night um, miami is well worth a watch for especially for you samir who i know loves like, like you just love great performances uh leslie odom is one of several in this movie so um, I'll check it, it it's out. definitely an enjoyable one should we say like who we thought should have gotten the supporting role nom which is Definitely, oh. Alan Kim should have gotten a nom. Alan and then yeah, I could go all you could day. Have gone, you could have gone yeah. for four or five different people within Defy. Anyone Bloods. in Minari. Like, I was going to say, like, I don't. I think Defy Delroy Lindo was technically a lead, but I don't. Like, depending on where you categorize him, I would definitely put him in here. But I agree. Pretty much anyone in the Defy Bloods, I would have argued for. I think Jonathan Majors had a really strong argument. Yeah. I thought he was really good in that movie. Um, I'm trying to think about I mean, we, we mentioned Alan Kim. I, I genuinely think Alan Kim was one of the better performances this year mm-hmm. um, um like it just blows my mind that jared leto and bill murray got these noms yeah that's pretty upsetting. how about um i would say oh the, the biggest one the biggest one 
is Paul Racy. Oh, yeah. 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 That's the biggest one for us. That's not the biggest one in general. I mean, it is the biggest one for us, but I I think think it's the best. I really think there's a strong argument to be made that his performance. His performance provides like an emotional core to a movie that that really relies on it. Like he's yeah, he's, he's really vital. I I I, I think I thought love, that, I think that would have been an admirable nomination. I, I, I just loved a fanboy over his uh from where I'm sitting monologue. Whenever he looks at Riz, he's like, "From where I'm sitting, yeah, you're messed." Oh, get so the chills good. just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe we can move on. He goes to here. We're trying to. I like when he goes here. We're not trying to fix yeah. this. Or, you know, yeah. we're trying to fix this. Fix this, which is like so he, the way he does it is really yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll move along here. Best actress, supporting role. I don't have as much I to say here. To say about I think this is a pretty weak category. I mean, Olivia. I have one thing got, to say. Olivia. Um, what am I, what am I saying? Uh, sentimental Olivia. Olivia Cook. Yeah, yeah she Olivia she was. Yeah. Yeah, she was really great. I I thought she was gonna get some attention, but it doesn't seem like she's really getting any buzz right now. Yeah, she should have. And you know who she should have. And you know who she should replace. And this is the one thing I wanted to say about it: Glenn Close in Hillbilly Elegy. <laughs> I do God, say yeah. If I've ever when seen Samir gets an opportunity to shit on Hillbilly Elegy, <laughs> it's so bad. Like, I mean, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I mean, I've heard, just... I've heard people say Glenn Close's performance is like offensive. It's really, I mean, it's it's just like classic overacting, like textbook overacting in the sense a that Hollywood elite like, that doesn't know anything yeah, about this, what an Appalachian woman has gone through. Almost every second of her screen presence, and I I don't even have anything against her as like an actress. Like I think she's a fine actress, but like almost every second of her screen presence in this movie feels dis- disingenuous. Every single second. <laughs> Um, and that's yeah. all I'll say about do, do, that. But do you have the odds on this one, Sam? Because I yeah, would like say I do think Amanda Seyfried was pretty good in Mank. I think yeah. she'd be a fine, fine winner. Not necessarily an exciting one, but a deserved one, I'd say. Yeah. So Amanda Seyfried is like very much the odds-on favorite. She is a minus okay. one seventy-five, which is pretty major. So it would be, it would be, um, it would be surprising if she if she didn't win, uh, this one. What is news of the world? I have it's not. Tom, that's that's it's, Tom it's, it's Tom Hanks. It's, uh, it actually oh. looks kind of interesting. Yeah, it it's like okay. a it's like a western with Tom Hanks. It's directed by Paul Greengrass. He's a he's, he's directed some pretty decent movies, um, but it's I think it's only in like theaters right now. Yeah, like, it, hasn't gone, it hasn't gone to streaming yet, but it looked yeah. kind of like that yearly like Tom Hanks does a movie that gets some buzz during award season. Right. And no one really cares about after or before. The one that is kind of strange is is the the Mauritanian, which you guys know what that's about. I've... It's about it's about Guantanamo Bay oh, and like the prisoner. Oh, that's interesting because that hasn't even come out yet. No, it hasn't. It's but like, Foster. it's getting pretty bad reviews. They're saying it's pretty like bland and like underwhelming. Um, but it got two nominations in this category and also in in best lead actor. Um, I think because the Golden Globes probably like that kind of subject matter, you know, of like boring movies. Showing Boring movies that show how America is like evil and corrupt. Like I think they probably eat that shit up. Doing it in the but, and they saw Jodie Foster and went, yeah, here's a big yeah, name. Yeah, big name. But um, we're we're moving towards the end here. This I think is a pretty interesting category. We we talked earlier about how musical and comedy, that like that side <laughs> of things is just really strange this year, and I think this category is no oh, exception. Give like, James Corden got... the award right now. <laughs> I mean, like, 
What's funny is James Corden's performance in the prom. I didn't watch the movie, but his performance was was like getting destroyed because people were saying it was very offensive because he was acting like a very flamboyant gay. Wait, and he's, yeah. not he's not gay. gay. He's not even gay. It was the most no, shocking. Uh, like twenty twenty one. Like the pandemic has been a shocking time. But for me to learn that yeah. James Corden isn't gay was the most shocking <laughs> moment of yeah. the entire thing. I literally was like, what? He's made his yeah. entire brand about being the feminine, about being like, that, yeah. essentially just yeah. being the James Corden is one of the least talented people in entertainment. Oh, I can't stand he sucks. Him. I have no idea. Dude, wh- like, what murder did he witness of a Hollywood executive? <laughs> like, him and Noah Centennio must have been in the same room when they saw, like, a Hollywood exec, like, accidentally kill a prostitute or something like that. Like, I think, so here's no my theory. Way. Here's my theory with that. I, I feel like Every now and then, there just need there there just needs to be figures that need to be neo lib mascots, and I think that James Corden exactly fills that role. And same with Lin Manuel Miranda, who just like like he these people can be the mascot for all the people that oh, just dude, want Lin's to be nice to politically. Lin Manuel Miranda's <laughs> yeah, he's horrible. Don't, don't but, get me started. But I think that both of those people, like James Corden and Lin Manuel Miranda. Are kind of like the mascots of the people that are like, yeah, I think we should be nice to people insofar as to I don't have to go out of my way to do anything or right. lend money out of my own pocket, whatever. But the one thing I will say, I mean, is dude, that, you know, Lin Manuel Miranda. I don't want to get too into this, but you know that Lin Manuel yeah. Manuel Miranda essentially destroyed the coffee industry in Puerto Rico. Like I he, heard about he, that. He de- he worked with Nescafe to like you know essentially revitalize the coffee industry there, but in doing so. He ran out every independent coffee producer in the entire country yeah. <laughs> and just like, you know, ter- you know, just corporatized the entire thing under one giant brand, which that, is just like hilarious. That like, does not surprise like, that's me. Just feels, yeah. Well, because his dad's a big time uh, politician in New York City. Yeah, I know. And it's. Uh, oh, Sam. Just oh, Sam. Um, but the one thing I will say is that th- his nomination here, for some reason, pissed me off more than Hamilton's recognition in the best musical or comedy just because like performance is something that's just so like like whenever somebody puts work into a performance it's like they spent like so much time researching it and doing all of this he's been praised for so long for this performance like a Tony yeah. an Emmy a Grammy an Oscar a Pulitzer a MacArthur and a golden globe for a thing that he did five years ago. He has literally not done a single thing new. And there were so many yeah. people that Delroy Lindo, like, come on. If you would well, so, call. So Sam, Violet. do you, Sam, do you have the, uh, the favorites on this one? Because it's weird because technically speaking, like, like, like you said, Samir, I mean, like Lin-Manuel Miranda has been so heavily praised for this performance. Of course, he's like the best performance out of these five, but well, it's That'd actually, it's actually <laughs> interesting. Borat is favored right now. Sasha Baron okay. Cohen is favored to win this award. That occurred to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's I, hard I to not, argue with that because I mean, it, it is would be incredible hilarious what he does. if Sasha Baron Cohen won for Borat. Well, you know, he, and, and he, he won like for this. in two thousand. He won the same award in two thousand six. <laughs> did he? Well, not he, oh for the Golden Globes. He did. Yeah, he won the Golden Globe for Borat. Yeah, I was gonna say that never was Oscar. No, definitely. Oscars Oscar. would never touch this movie. It's yeah. so funny. But, have um, you guys, that's kind of why I love seen... the Golden Globes. Is they just they lean into like the kitschy movies, and while that can be like a bunch of dog shit movies that get in, like Hamilton, which isn't a movie, you can also <laughs> get them, you can get them talking about Borat, which is fun. Should well, we... and like for example, Sam, you know what movie we didn't talk about all night? 
but got no love at all is bad education i know right oh, that's yeah. so annoying that i didn't get anything for like tv movies made for tv or yeah, anything like that i know in, in the tv movie category total like hugh jackman at the very least should have gotten nom Jeez. oh my god if that category had ethan hawk mark ruffalo and hugh jackman that's the i think i would have yeah, that's actually that's actually came. really disappointing. Or Allison Janey not getting yeah. a nom for uh, yeah, oh, yeah, for actress. Like, yeah, I think yeah. I mean, yeah, you could get me on bad education all the time. Better than there will be blood. My uh, my wow, scalding, <laughs> my scalding hot take. Funny comparison from my. You, you know what I'm. <laughs> I'm. You had a ranked high. That's funny. <laughs> is that in in this best actor in a motion picture category? I think the biggest snub of. The century is Cooper Rife not being nominated for Shit House. Bro, if they <laughs> no, just I'm given me a no shit house, if they movie. just give it, thrown in a shit house nom for screenplay, it's the best screenplay <laughs> of the year by far. I would have just you know ate yeah. that shit. I, I I I think there's Dude. a solid case there. Yeah, I mean, and the two other movies that I, I mean, we'll talk about this movie in a second. But Emma is a comedy that I thought mm-hmm. deserved best best comedy contention. I really really enjoyed it. Also, first Cal, I, I it'd yeah, probably be drama or I, I think it's more of a comedy than a drama. Um, it got like A twenty four did way more as a drama than a comedy. I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty funny movie. You don't think? Eh, it's cute. It's like a cute drama <laughs> yeah. in my eyes. Either way, I mean, that's just one where I just feel like A twenty four really dropped the ball. They did nothing. that movie no favor. Yeah, they, they let it completely it. go to waste. And I really think it could have been like if that had a theater release. I think it's the exact kind of A24 film that would have charmed a lot of people and ended up becoming kind of buzzy and 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 trendy, but it got nothing. And I'm really I'm really bummed about it because I, I thought it was a really good movie. It is a good movie. Speaking of uh, speaking of A24, something a thought that I had that got me excited was that um, so they finished the Green Knight and A24 was considering releasing it, but the fact that they were like, wait, this movie's this movie's gonna slap. I want people to oh, see yeah. this in theaters. Speaking and they of, held spe- off. Speaking on of Death Patel. Yo, yeah, he's yeah, yeah he's the and guy. David Lowry. David Lowry is one of my absolute favorite directors. Yeah, he made the um, Ghost Story, right? Or yeah, ghost the, story. the Ghost Story. Yeah, um, and old the Old Man and a Gun is a pretty underrated movie. All right, so we're, we're moving towards the end here. Like, we've talked enough about Soul on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> we I, don't have it to. Goes without saying, Soul is going to win this. Yeah, Soul's going to win. Yeah, this is exactly, this is exactly what I would have expected the nominations to look like. There's nothing that got left out. Yeah, I mean the uh, one actually, that I I do really like Wolfwalkers. I know I don't think anybody's gotten a chance to see yeah, that I yet, been but to see it yet. Um, I really really liked Wolfwalkers. It has a kind of like Studio Ghibli sensibility in terms of being like being very Made in touch by with the nature. Of the Kells people, right? Yeah, yeah, Kells is is another one that um, I've been meaning to watch for forever because I know it's supposed to be very similar. It's made um, by the same people. Yeah, it's made by the same people. Yeah, same so yeah, this is exactly what I would have expected. Soul's obviously going to win. I think it's I haven't even seen Over the Moon. Or the Crude's a new age, but I would argue that Soul is easily the worst of the five movies here. <laughs> so I hear that Ryan can... Reynolds. I hear that Ryan Reynolds gives the performance of a century in the Crude's a new age voice acting. Yeah, yeah, Dude, I've the, been hearing that too. The the funny part so about the, the Crude's street, a new age. The streets I, I remember... are hot right now with the Crude's. <laughs> <laughs> the streets. Dude, are... the, well, the, what's weird about the Crude's a new age is that I know for a fact it had like a big theater release. Like I remember. Oh, it did. Were... It did. It was like in they February, were promoting right? it coming out in the theaters. No, I, it was it was during the pandemic. Oh, what? Yeah, it was during the pandemic. Yeah, I think. Imagine it wasn't even that long. I think it was a couple months ago. Crudes and then getting a deadly virus. <laughs> the Crudes is one of those franchises that like how, like they must have a lot of movies in that franchise, and yet I feel like it's never actually been a big deal. 
right? I think, like, I think there's yeah, only two. I, right? I don't. I don't know. Oh, that's I don't uh, that's know. only the second. It's, it's a it, second. I, I mean, it, it's in the title. It says two, right? Doesn't it? <laughs> it just has a new <laughs> age. I don't know. If... Okay. It's oh, like yeah. one of those maybe it is age titles. titles. Maybe it is just the um, just the second. But I I don't know. I just I was just surprised because uh um I just feel like I feel like that first one came out when we were kids or something. I have no idea. Anyway. All right. Best now actor. here here are some meaty categories as mm. as we close out here. Honestly, I don't even think there's necessarily a lot to say about this next category, mm-hmm. other than the fact that I'm really I'm just bummed. We kind of alluded to this earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm basically just gonna have to watch Riz Ahmed lose to Chadwick Boseman oh over and over. God. Wait, the odds are insane. Chadwick Boseman is a minus two seventy to win this. It is <laughs> wow. the most definitive besides the crown, which has the absolute biggest favorite to win its award the like chadwick boseman and viola davis are both just absurdly wow. like oh uh, sl- which i do wait so is, is riz at least second can you at least give let's me that see uh best actor um it looks like... i have an interesting thought about this um so so chadwick thought... boseman yeah. is minus 270 Anthony Hopkins is second, Gary oh. Oldman is third, and Riz That's Ahmed bullshit. is fourth. But he's tied with Gary yeah. Oldman. That's a Bizarre. Really bizarre. But yeah, I mean, Chadwick Boseman obviously is going to win this award. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, and I, I, I wouldn't no be way. mad about it. Like, I'm glad that he gets the recognition. Yeah. I, I really am. It's just, you just can't be mad about it it just like i sound like such a dick but i honestly don't think it's that stunning of a performance i feel like i sound like such an asshole saying no he like over accentuates the accent to where like it's like he does a weird thing with the accent throughout it's very theatery it's very stagey yeah i just because it's it's like for all the stuff that would have done it's just like that movie is just nowhere near as good as sound of metal it's just like it comes down to like but i mean like the better performance and the better movie and he's just not even gonna remotely i really want to see anthony hopkins people say it's really like a, yeah i know people are saying it's a really, really mind-blowing uh, performance by him well and that's why it like anthony hopkins is the one who i i think we all agree but chadwick boseman is going to win but hopkins does have that outside chance because I, I mentioned this to you guys the other day there's always that one like old-timey actor <laughs> i hate to call him old-timey but there's always that one old like hollywood legend who's in like a small indie film that no one's ever heard of but is amazing in it like yeah. um glenn close just won a couple of years ago for that movie the wife and no one that wasn't <laughs> popular at all no one watched it but it's glenn close she's like a hollywood royalty so that's and, like, and that's how she did that and i kind of feel like hopkins could do something similar. not with this year though not this year right not against bozeman um all right so let's let's finish out here this is a category that i uh, I'm I'm intrigued by mostly because I'm really happy to see one name, best actress in a motion picture drama. I'm really happy to see Vanessa Kirby yeah. for Pieces of a Woman. That's when I know um, I had ranked really highly on our year end rankings. I think her performance is by far the best in this group. I know she's not going to win. I think, like you said, Sam, that Viola Davis seems to be the the, the odds on favorite, right? Yeah, yeah. But so she, I really encourage you guys to check out Pieces of a Woman. Vanessa Kirby's fantastic in it. Yeah, so, so the way guess, uh, it's looking right now is, oh my god, you're not gonna like this, Corey. Viola Davis is a minus two seventy. She's it's in the bag. Frances McDermott at number two, Carrie Mulligan at number three, 
Andra Day at number four, and Vanessa yeah. Kirby is in last place. Yeah. I knew she didn't stand a chance, but I, I'm definitely glad to see her at least get recognized. I'm actually surprised that uh, Carrie Mulligan isn't number two. I thought she would be, I thought I thought, she would be uh, challenging number two as the... Yeah, I did not think Viola Davis would be the favorite here. I guess it's just because she's kind of the like, like the Hollywood royalty of the five. But to be I, fair, I mean, she is she I is very good. Ma Rainey's. I actually yeah. I feel better about her performance than Chadwick's. Wait, really? I feel the opposite. I, I feel like Viola Davis's is so one note. I just like I maybe it's because I don't I like her. Like I think her character is a little more interesting. I like the script isn't good, so it's like it's hard to like see how good the acting <laughs> is. So it's like it's true. I just like don't. I was not really all that impressed by, with Viola Davis. Isn't like and c- but c- continuing I, I, I with disagree. my uh, continuing with my Nomadland <laughs> uh, hate, I guess. But um, Frances McDormand shits in a bucket <laughs> for so long. I, hey, I, I I think she's good in it, and she she gives a couple good scenes. She shits in but, a bucket. Does she actually? Shit but in a I I think th- yes, that happens in the movie. Really? Right, Corey? Damn. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I actually I mean, enjoyed Viola Davis and Ma Rainey. I thought she was the best performance, probably more than Chadwick, to be honest. Yeah, I'm with you on the Frances McDormand thing. Like, she's technically very good in Nomadland. Like, there's no denying that. But the truth is that her her I just feel like her presence in the movie threatens to undermine the entire thing, and it's kind of like it's just hard for me to to reconcile that. There's two actresses I wanted to bring up really quickly who I thought deserved consideration here. The first one, this is a movie that totally got forgotten about in all the uh, award season buzz, is Jesse Buckley for I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Mm. Oh, yeah. She's thought, ri- that's actually shocking. She is the best part of that movie. Yeah, I know that movie got a lot of mixed reception, but I thought she was fantastic in it. I thought she really um, carried it at times. Like I thought she, I would have loved to see her get a nomination here. The other one that also I thought was going to get some award buzz, but maybe it was just a little too indie was um sydney flanagan from never rarely sometimes always yeah she's really i thought that movie would, i thought that movie would get a little bit of buzz but it gotten it's gotten no attention so far and she's she also kind of carries that movie oh, well, like 100 carries it yeah so i would have i mean i i can't say like, again i still gotta watch um well, i guess the only one i haven't seen is this united states versus bill billy holiday um and i don't even i don't think any of the performances up here are are like undeserving but there were there were ones i would have felt more strongly about yeah i agree but this next category um, excites me for a couple of reasons. We have Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. And I'm pretty sure, Sam, am I correct in saying the, the odds-on favorite is Maria Bakalova? Yeah, dude, she is. She's, <laughs> so minus, 125. She's minus 125 for this. Michelle Pfeiffer is the, is the second closest French exit. But right now... I, I don't know anything about French exit. Do you guys? I've never heard it. I've, I like, barely remember seeing trailers for it. So I like don't really remember any of this. I like. Yeah. I haven't seen any of these movies besides Borat, so I I can't really speak on any of it. Yeah, I mean, you guys know what I'm about to say. Like, I'm so happy for my girl Anya, Anya Taylor Joy. Her best performance of 2020 wasn't even in The Queen's Gambit; it was in Emma. Like, she's so good in this movie. The movie's so fun and snappy. It's really like the forgotten gem of this year, uh, and I'm glad it at least got a little bit of love. I thought it should have been nominated for best musical or comedy outright, but I'm glad to at least see her name up there. It would it it would be awesome to see Maria Bakalova win this. I just totally flipped yeah. her last name, didn't I? Bakalova. Yeah. Uh, win. I think that would be that would be really cool. And she's 
so good in it. It's very yeah. Very I mean, she's technically she kind of in some way. I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen even said that like Borat was too recognizable at times to pull off a lot of the stunts that he wanted to pull off. So she does kind of carry the film to a certain extent. I'm glad that she's here as a lead actress as opposed to supporting. Yeah. Because I think that kind of does speak to her role in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like, it's, it's obviously like, it's kind of a, still a weird category in that it's not like, mm-hmm. it's not like when she wins, we're going to, we're going to be like, that was an amazing performance. But it's definitely, <laughs> it, it requires a really certain talent or skill to do the, these Borat movies. So it's definitely cool. Um, and then I don't know if you guys have seen this trailer for I Care A Lot with Rosamund Pike, but it comes out on Netflix in a couple weeks, and it, it does look kind of interesting. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Um, best Director, I think, is always always a fun category. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a kind of a tough one sometimes to figure out who who's in and who's out. What do you guys think of these five names? We got Fincher, Regina King, Aaron Sorkin. Who, I, I want to get your thoughts, but... Um, I think we can agree, Samir, right, that whatever you think of the trial of Chicago 7, Aaron Sorkin's direction is definitely the weakest part of it. There's no <laughs> hell that he should have been nominated. Yeah. Any other thoughts here? Well, I think the Minari, this... the best, the best director Minari snub is uh, the top yeah. of hell. It's like... I think weird. that really, really good direction, some of the best I've seen in years, so... That, yeah, that snub yeah. definitely. The Isaac Chana is just so fucking like it's just it flows so well. Like he just did such a good job with it that it's just like it's. Very, I it's actually think Regina King has this one in the bag. That's my prediction. No, really, I think no. I think Chloe Zhao is Chloe the odds-on favorite. That was Samir. That was a horrible pick. Chloe Zhao is definitely <laughs> going to win Best Director in this. I mean, I will I say mean, for she... all the accusations, the Golden Globes being like out of touch. It's pretty cool that this category has three women to two male directors. Yeah. So that that is that is pretty cool. Um, I think I think one of the women is definitely winning, and I think it's probably Chloe Zhao. Um, it could be Emerald technically Fennel the, from the like a a dark a dark horse's Emerald Fennel wins it, but yeah, that's the, I I do <laughs> feel like Promising Young Woman will win one of its categories. I don't know which one, but it it'll win one of them. So so you know we'll see which one that ends up being. Um, but we could have, you know, we could have considered Spike Lee for best uh, director for American Utopia yeah. as well. But, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. The I, other, the other you... two names that I, I would have liked to see, but I know we won't get, are um, obviously Darius Martyr for Sound of Metal because I'm biased. But also, um, I thought one of the strongest aspects of another round was its direction. I thought Thomas Vinterberg would yeah, have been Vinterberg a really good choice. Kills it. Yeah, but alas, I think these are kind of like five safe picks yeah. that. We'll probably get a lar- largely similar list on uh, Oscar night. And um, any thoughts on the score? I mean, score can be an interesting category. Emil it's kind of a weird Sar- one to, to end the episode. Emil got with, fucking but... robbed for Minari. Minari had the best yeah. score of the year. And like, yeah, like when I was talking shit about Mank today, like I listened back and Mank does actually have a pretty good score. But like Tenet's score is the fucking same old, same old Hans Zimmer, like, blah, shit. Every, See, I, I'm, I am every, a sucker for that, dude, every uh, fucking that kind of year, stuff. Like, every fucking time. But I don't think it's, Han, it's, I don't think it's yeah, Hans Zimmer. I don't care. It's a Hans, Hans Zimmer, Zimmer wannabe. Like, it, it, that, it that was, score um, is so similar to every single action score. Like, like Minari just got robbed. I, I will say, I, I agree that Nomadland has a fantastic score. As much as I've shit on that movie, um, it for, did. For the episode, I thought the score for Nomadland was like a primary strength. So I'm surprised that didn't. Another one, I thought, 
I thought Defy Bloods had a great score. Yeah, Terrence Blanchard, yeah. did a, a good score. He he did a really good job of kind of merging like old timey Vietnam movies with like his more like jazzy like contemporary sort of sound. So I thought I thought that had an argument. Um, but I don't know. Do you know what the favorite is here? Because I think Mank, uh, um, who, which by the way is is by it's by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, who they also did the Soul score. But they're they're more well known. I think for it might be being Tenet, the, the lead members of Nine Inch Nails. I'm looking. <laughs> I don't think they have anything for score yet. Yep, there's nothing yeah, out. Cool. But I think I yeah. think Mank is probably the odds-on favorite to win. Yeah, because Mank does really evoke like a feeling really well, um, which is kind of what a score is meant to do. Um, I don't know any. The Midnight Sky was got terrible reviews, so I, I'm not going to watch it just to hear the score. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and News of the World, I'll probably is with that kind of movie that I feel like will be on Showtime when I'm like 35 years old, and I'll end up watching it. Sitting on my couch or something. What do you think <laughs> like, what life will be like when you're 35, Corey? Probably not too good. Probably be watching the world burn. I'll probably, I'll probably, I mean, assuming I'll have a couch and a TV is generous. I'll probably I, be I living know. in a box yeah. outside garage door saloon. An assumption of a couch means it can't be all like all bad. Yeah, the couch, the couch would be living it up. I don't think, I don't think I should set my expectations too high. <laughs> I am. Let me let me just say, I think the by far biggest snub out of all of these is uh, Seth Rogen's An American Pickle not being nominated um, <laughs> for Best Musical I totally forgot about I, think... I totally forgot about I that knew, movie. Holy shit. Samir, it's just one of those things where like, I knew whatever he, I was like, whatever Samir's about to say will be in jest. It's just a matter of where he's going. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's literally what I was I was like, what bad movie is Samir about to say? <laughs> <laughs> I just had to name drop An American Pickle. Listeners, Watch American Pickle if you haven't. Is that I haven't good? seen it, but I'll watch it with you. I haven't seen it. So I guess I'll just ask one last question before we we close out here. But do you guys do you guys have anything? It could be it could be one person in one category, or just one movie in general, or one TV show. Something that you're like really going to be rooting for throughout the night, like something that you're really like like this is what you're tuning in for to like to to root this this piece of entertainment on. Can you just do a quick scroll through everything, just just so I can look? Just, I'm trying to yeah, sure. direct. I'll just look and see what I'm thinking. See, I I uh, would this would be an easy question. Like oh, I Riz- would say Minari, but the thing is, the win doesn't feel as satisfying as I wanted. Right? To, you yeah. know what I mean? I think I think my biggest one that we will all inevitably be. I think I think I speak for everyone on the podcast that our big one that we're going to be rooting for and then inevitably disappointed by is going to be Riz Ahmed best actor like that. Yeah. Would, that would just be like so fucking cool if he won. Well, that is what bums me out so much is like that's the, that's that movie's only chance to get recognized. That sucks. Like I, mm-hmm. I love his performance. He deserved to be nominated, but that really should have been up for best best drama. Like yeah. it really should. I, I know we are obviously biased in that we particularly love that film but that film deserves to walk away from award season with some recognition and i'm worried that it's going to get like none just because they're picking the child of chicago seven instead you know yeah so i'm definitely definitely rooting for riz and hopefully hoping that that like a riz win would get a lot of people in to watch sound of metal uh other than that um Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah, I can't really. I'm. I'm. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo would be cool to see. To I was gonna say I'm, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for Ruffalo. Although for honestly, Ruffalo. if you if you if you lost to Ethan Hawke, Ruffalo. I wouldn't be too upset. But uh, what about Cranston? Uh, You'd feel 
pretty. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be as much as it's weird because I'm a Cranston fan, yeah, but I'd actually be pretty ticked be off pretty if funny. you won. Yeah, I think Bob um, Oden, Bob Odenkirk winning. Yeah, drama, Bob Odenkirk's a big that would, one. For that me. would be really fun. Uh, yeah. Other than that, like, I'm not really ingrained in the TV sphere as much, so I don't. I, I care a little less, but. Um, hopefully I, mean, I, for a I think more than anything, I'm really going to be rooting against Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Just, no, I want Hamilton to get just, snubbed real hard. That would be amazing. It would just, it would really snubbed. ruin the night I, to I, me if Hamilton won. It doesn't deserve it to begin with. It does not right. deserve a nomination. That's that's all. That's all it is to me. Is like I just don't want to see this movie or this non-movie get recognized as a movie. <laughs> yeah, I'd I am rooting for Borat as much as I did. win best drama. If it if the father yeah, one best drama, I, do I think that'd that. be really cool. Not that I've seen it, I just like don't feel very strongly about any of the movies listed. So yeah, yeah. more than anything, I just would like I I'm with you in that I would love to see some upsets. Like yeah. I just want to see some out of left field type picks. We're just all even hipsters. if it means you know what I wish. Oh exactly. I, I I wish that in like years like this they could throw in the biggest snubs of last year like throwing uncut gems in any of these categories <laughs> oh and it destroy, immediately front destroy. runner destroy. yeah front runner oh, that's man. a good that's Don't a good point me. that's a really good point <laughs> well that that's the one thing i'll say is that i was i was actually worried that riz ahmed was going to kind of get like the adam sandler treatment like he would clearly turn in the best performance of the year and then get like no award attention for it so i'm glad that it, it does seem at this point that he's going to be present at all the award shows like he's gonna get have his name read he just might not win the win the trophy which still sucks but i'll never get over the fact that adam sandler didn't even get to fucking yeah, hear his name sucked. read as a nominee i mean like do you the remember dude turned one that, of the greatest performances of our generation and that same year remember the russo Corey, brothers you tried to make a petition games. to the oscars that rdj should get nominated for best actor for endgame <laughs> Um, uh, that was yeah. either 2019 or 2018, but it was hilarious because they were so passionate about. It. They were like, Robert Downey Jr. was the best actor. Of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> I totally forgot. You're, you're, I remember that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this this was fun, guys. I mean, a little more casual of <laughs> an episode in the past. We still found a way. <laughs> spin off for... episode was two hours. Yeah, know, we, we still found a way a to go on two plus episodes, hours. It's two hours long. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so if you're if you still somehow stuck around with us, we appreciate you listening. Those are some of our uh, early insights on the Golden Globes. We we plan, I think, as the uh, as the award shows get closer, to do a lot more awards coverage. I know we want to do some sort of like prediction competition type games, definitely for the Oscars, maybe even for the Golden Globes as well, right, guys? Yeah, so, I put money um, on the Oscars. Let's do it. Let's fuck it. Let's put some money on it. <laughs> yeah, we're we'll we'll real compact with it. So. So um, if you like hearing us complain and fight and bicker and all those wonderful things, and there's lots of good content ahead for you. <laughs> this has been It's All Film and Games. I am Corey. Alongside me is Sam and Samir and not Dane. He will be with us tomorrow Ooh. night as we bring you part three of our Survivor series. The finale is a showdown between me and Sam. Lots of good content ahead. Appreciate you guys listening. Adios. <laughs>